Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is episode 80, I think. Wow, goodness gracious. Um, I'm Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Astrology, and Happy New Year, everyone. Yay, we made it out of 2020. Oh my God. Yes, we did it. You did it. Yay, we did it together. So uh, today, what I thought I'd do is talk a little bit about just a kind of overall forecast uh, for 2021. And mainly that really has to do with, uh, there's a square that's about to start happening uh, with, between Saturn and Uranus. And that's really kind of like the main event. Jupiter, Saturn, and Uranus are gonna be like the main players in the, in the storyline for this year, as well of, of course, as the eclipses. Uh, so um, anyway, th that's you know, what we're gonna you know, cover today and, and power dates of opportunity, as I say, and when I do sessions with people, you know, when I, we have areas of opportunity and opening, which can challenge us, but bring us results. So uh, we're gonna go through all that and where we might see this in the collective, you know, what that might look like in our society, as well as, um, you know, in our own lives, our own personal transformation. So uh, with that, um, oh, I have to say that, uh, yes, Katerina was, was planning to have her on today, but her, um, she's very busy with her artwork uh, right now. She's creating these uh, beautiful art that she was to describe and to show uh, we're going to be posting that. So we have to have her back on another episode when they're ready. There's, uh, she was showing me some of the artwork about this, um, you know, this kind of cosmic experience that she had with the galaxy, with the Milky Way. Um, this is like a spontaneous, uh, real time, real life engagement. Um, she's very, very psychic and mystical. She's a dear friend and sister uh, to me for many, many years. And she, um, yeah, I mean, you know, she could write a book. She's had some, uh, she's got incredible mystical gifts. And so she loves astrology as much as I do. And um, so she has an experience of it. And so that's what we'll be sharing when, when she's back. When that art is ready, we, we got to have it look, <laughs> got to have it ready. Uh, so yes, we're going to, we're going to put that aside. But meanwhile, no problem, because here it's 2021, January 1st. And so I'd like to give everybody kind of an overview. So yes, uh, 2020, <laughs> the year that was. And, uh, you know, I'll just say real quick, you know, 2021 is not going to be anything like we went through. So, whew, right, you can just like rest, relax. Yes, there's always work to do. But the, the engagement and the, the, the dynamic engagement of Saturn and Uranus, a little bit of Jupiter, and Saturn and Uranus are all, um, it's just in a different frequency now. And it's going to bring around, um, it's just gonna allow things, let's see, how will I say this? Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, change makers. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing, change makers. Um, in a good way. Um, and, you know, whenever there is change, you know, there's always the shadow side. So we want to look at both sides. So we know, you know, here's, here's a way of being that what ways of being we want to embrace. And then what ways of being we want to watch out for that would not bring us um, any kind of uh, resolution or productivity or evolution, you know, so we're going to get into all that right now. 
So, all right, pull up a chair, <laughs> have get your your hot cup of tea or or cold iced tea if you're in you know in the southern hemisphere. You know, have get your iced tea out and in the north northern hemisphere here, get out your warm tea or coffee or whatever it is that you desire. So here we go. Okay, um, so the um, of course we have it in the United States. We're having the the inauguration, you know, on January twentieth. And so, you know, it's always on January 20th, uh, zero degrees of, of Aquarius, you know, the sun's always at zero. So it always gives us a certain um, dependable tenor for, uh, with, with the sun there, um, you know, uh, the kind of layout that we're always going to have. It's, it's, you know, it's the design is to always engage within a democracy with uh, visionary ideals. You know, that's no matter what party is in office, it's, that's always the, the general consensus, you know. So that, that's going to be on January um, 20th. Uh, but the Jupiter and Uranus and Saturn, it's going to be quite a dynamic month this month of January. So uh, we have a Jupiter and Uranus square, and I'll explain what that is. And then it'll be um, in uh, January uh, 17th. So right before, it'll, it'll be exact, right a few days before the, the actual inauguration. So what does that mean? Well, Jupiter is the planet of, of expansion and um, it's you know doing the right thing and it's the, the higher wisdom and occult philosophy and truth, you know, journalism and um, all of these, um, you know, broad-minded, you know, I think of like the wisdom of Solomon, you know, and, and uh, great, you know, in the Vedic, in Vedic astrology, Jupiter is known as Guru. The planet is called Guru. And so that the, 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 um, the translation of guru is dispeller of darkness. So that's what a guru does for us, right? They, they, they are the dispellers of darkness. Of course, we are our own gurus. And if we have an outside guru or teacher, it's, it's a reflection and it's a, it's a way that it, that person reflects back to us, you know, what we already know and that to, to be revealed. So anyway, so so Jupiter is um, in this is in its um, is now out of as we know it's in Aquarius along with Saturn, it's it's a zippier a lot zippier than Saturn. It it only spends a year in in the sign. So Jupiter is going to have a very quick movement through Aquarius this year. Saturn is going to take two and a half years. It always takes two about two and a half with the retrogrades. It's like three years. Jupiter is going to move really fast, though, through Aquarius. Sometimes this happens. It's going to actually dip its toe into Pisces around, I think, is it May? And then it's going to retrograde a little bit back into Aquarius, and it'll move forward again. So in, in the middle of the year, we'll have a little preview of, of what that looks like, of, of um, Jupiter and Pisces. Now, Jupiter is exalted in Pisces. I mean, it, it loves Pisces. That's like it's home turf, you know, in, um, in ancient astrology, Jupiter uh, rules Pisces. So um, it's very at home there. It's about, you know, Pisces is all about compassion and, and um, you know, kindness and compassion and devotion to the divine. So Jupiter there is going to bring a, you know, divine grace. It has enormous opportunity for that. Um, so there is, uh, that's going to, we're going to get a little preview because remember, I have, have I said, as I said in previous episodes, whenever a planet enters a sign at zero degrees, you have that 
it gives you a little preview of what the energies are going to bring and the kind of uh, potentialities that can occur, good or and bad, you know, right, like, you know, life affirming and, and not. So it's, it's our choice, of course, to, to know and to make. So uh, anyway, so we'll, we'll start with this month. So January 17th, we're going to have the, um, the Jupiter is only going to square Uranus um, the once um, because it, you know, it's fast moving and it's, it's just not going to get back in that degree, exact degree again. Although all three planets are going to be squaring each other by sign. So we have Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius. And then Uranus has been trucking along in Taurus since 2018. So those, uh, those create a, a T, it's a square, 90 degree, they're at, square, at, at angle, a right angle to each other. So that provides a lot of its conflict and its engagement and its action that needs to be taken. So the Jupiter, Saturn and Uranus all squaring each other, these are all outer planets and they all move slowly. You know, it's not like Mars and Venus that are, you know, zip along or Mercury that really zips because, you know, he's always on caffeine. Ugh, you know, really half calf, please. Well, when he goes retrograde, that's when he gets off the caffeine, right? <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, yeah, these are slow moving planets. So the, the slow movement, um, it, it's, where we're being asked to engage is, you know, about Aquarius, it's about our, our society and how we can evolve and move and think forward and think about progress and enlightenment and self-realization. Those are all very Aquarian concepts. Uh, what we want to avoid is like herd mentality. Um, we want to embrace diversity because there's really unity, not in being all clones, that's really not unity. Aquarian unity is to embrace diversity. So this is what we're being asked to engage in. And, um, and so on January 17th, we have um, Jupiter squaring Uranus. So that will be, um, you know, that would, would be, I would say uh, the desire, Uranus and Taurus, of course, has been bringing us, it's asking us to shake free of where we've had, um, you know, maybe attachment to material wealth and attachment to the world of earthly sensuality and, you know, the, um, the, 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 the mundane grounded world and instead saying, wait a minute, what if your world were expanded to include higher dimensions of experience, higher dimensions of connection? So um, new values, you know, a, a, an up, a, upheaval. Sometimes it can be very um, chaotic you know, and with Uranus energy, it's sudden, you know, we, we don't see changes coming sometimes or, or they just happen out of nothing. They happen so fast and they can shift and shift again. You know, it's like lightning rod kind of energy. So Jupiter squaring Uranus is giving us an opportunity. It's like, okay, we all want change. We all want a better world. And Jupiter can be very zealous and, and optimistic and confident. And it's like, yeah, you know, let's go for it. Um, and that's great. It's going to give us a lot of hope and encouragement to move forward uh, boldly, you know, like in Star Trek, to boldly go where no man has gone before. You know, it's like we're, we, the collective is, is feeling this, you know, throwing off the shackles of the past and saying, you know, we can do this. The world's in dire shape right now with a pandemic and with, you know, global warming and, and things of that nature and the environmental damage that's been going on for so many years. 
And so, um, but there's this newfound sense of um, freedom, but also responsibility and um, doing the right thing. And, you know, divine grace stepping in and saying, okay, um, let's get this done. And we have the tools and we can work together and we can hold that optimism and hope and, and confidence. Um, now, the, the other side of that would be um, like recklessness. And maybe, you know, with, with Jupiter, you know, Jupiter can overdo it. It's like the, um, you know, uh, being a little overzealous and, and um, ex overextending or overpromising. So we want to manage that, you know, we want to be aware that we, we don't want to get that, you know, really um, loopy or we're even sometimes being righteous, you know, being right, right about our position. You know, that would certainly not serve. Um, now, it's interesting in the United States, the um, US chart, uh, the nodes, the, the lunar nodes, which is their evolutionary checkpoints, are the north node is in Leo and the south node is in um, Aquarius. So when Jupiter squares Uranus in the middle of the month, um, we will have, um, that will also be in the chart of the United States, it will be, Jupiter will be lined up with the south node. So what we're moving away from, the evolution of our society depends on, what's coming to mind for me is to not get isolated with technology. You know, sometimes, you know how we, we all walk around with our, you know, our phones, like, we, you know, we're like this, you know? I mean, that, that's, that's, that's not good. <laughs> and so that's, that's an example of, uh, you know, with your head in the phone, you're sitting at a dinner table, right? Nobody's talking to each other. They're all sitting on their phone. That would be an example of, you know, what not to do. And that's not how we're going to evolve is, is using technology to be um, disconnected. The, the odd thing is that technology, like right now, you know, how I'm speaking to you, has connected us in a way that we've never had before. So it's about using it wisely. Um, and so Jupiter maybe a um, might be, you know, we'd have to be making sure that we're not overdoing it with technology and that we can rely on divine grace to assist us in creating intimacy and community and um, having faith and optimism in, in, a, in a very, in our um, democratic society. And when I say democratic, I, I'm talking about little d, okay? I'm not, I'm not saying um, making political statements here. I'm talking about a, a a place where everybody has a voice, no matter what um, what voice that may be, no matter what spectrum of politics, of sexual orientation, religion, gender, you know, whatever. It's like everybody has um, has that uh, ability to um, to be heard. So, um, so Jupiter square Uranus, um, yeah, conjunct this USA South nodes. That that should be pretty pretty spicy, spicy meatball for for our, the United States. Um, because as Jupiter lines up with that south node, of course, it's still squaring Uranus. So we have a lot of Uranus energy. Uranus rules Aquarius, and then the planet Uranus, you know, in that square with, with uh, Jupiter, whoa, you know, that there's definitely can be some clashes of ideas and, you know, which ideologies uh, to follow and, and where it can get a little uh, crazy, you know, we don't want to be fighting and arguing and dividing ourselves. You know, sometimes we can get so worked up that even we, we might say, you know, I'm coming in the name of freedom, but then those, and it's shown throughout history, you know, that we're, I'm thinking of the French Revolution, you know, and then they had like the reign of terror and the, Jac the Jacobin 
revolution after the French Revolution. And it was like the people who were freeing us from the king and the queen of France, and then they ended up being tyrannical, you know? So you, we, it's, some, it's a pattern. And so we have to really be mindful. And we've never been more mindful in our, in our world until now, you know, the, the level of consciousness has been rising and rising. And it's, we're at that point where, you know, we know how to do this. You know, there, there's no having to, oh, really? You know, I didn't know. It's like, we know. And there's such a, we're at such a tipping point, you know, of, of that hundredth monkey, you know, so we're on that brink. And so we want to be really mindful of, you know, how we use our energies and, um, you know, using it to come together. The other thing too, I want to say about the USA nodes before moving on to the other dates when this is going to be when with the Saturn Uranus square, but um, Folis, this is a really amazing, um, it's a centaur body, kind of like an asteroid or minor planet, it's a Folis, and it's at six degrees in the USA chart. It's right next to the south node. So when things let go in our country, they let go big time. You know, so that's the Folis is that it's the archetype of, you know, the lid, the jar on the, the bottle on the, the genie bottle, the cork is unpopped and there's no turning back, you know, so um, it's about like embracing everything really fully and, and deeply. And so, um, you know, uh, but again, avoiding, you know, we want to avoid chaos and violence and we, we want it to be you know, it's not easy when the, the you know, the, the Aquarian node would be, you know, revolutionary. So obviously, you know, we were revolting against King George III in the 1776 and, you know, when our country was founded. So to have Folis conjunct the South node, I wasn't, not surprised, you know, you know, because when, when they were fed up and they wrote the Declaration of Independence, it was like, okay, you know, yeah, thank you. We're done with you. We're done. Like we're really cutting ourselves off from you. So, um, but again, um, it's fine to be like that. It's just not about being reckless or being the rebel without a cause. You know, you have to, we have to really manage that. So anyway, um, yeah, so I just have my notes here. So um, turning, you, we be aware of not, you know, it, this is gonna turn up the volume on polarity or it has the ability to. So we wanna make sure we're, doing not polarity, not becoming so separate on the spectrum, but we want to keep, remember, how do we reach across the table? How do we unify? Um, feeling almost like a moral duty to do that, a moral obligation to stay centered and be that bigger person uh, to serve humanity. And there's, and with that conjunction in Folis and in the USA chart, like there's no turning back. Like we have to help each other. We're in the middle of a incredibly difficult time with the pandemic and the economy, the global economy, you know, so we really have to look out for each other. And this is what Jupiter square Uranus is calling us to do. All right, so then we, um, you know, there is this revolutionary uh, zealousness, you know, in both Jupiter and Saturn this year, you know, within the sign of Aquarius. So again, it's just about managing that and being smart about it. Um, so uh, February 17th, so right after Valentine's Day, uh, we're going to have the first exact square with Saturn and Uranus. So they're going to be, as I said earlier, these are going to be squaring by sign all year. So it's going to be like the main event. But it will only be exact um, Saturn and Uranus, right, um, will be exact February 17th at seven degrees. 
And then June 14th, Saturn will be retrograde. So it'll be reviewing the progress it's made and its wisdom and its management of reality, you know, and boundaries and such. That'll be um, in June 14th, Flag Day. Saturn retrograde at 13 degrees of Aquarius, Uranus at 13 Taurus. Then um, Christmas Eve of next year, about a year from now, Saturn will once more uh, square Uranus exactly at 11 degrees. So Saturn is about, you know, um, qualities of seriousness and um, sternness and sobriety. And uh, there's a weightiness around Saturn, gravity, you know. It also is about, um, you know, being on the outside because it, it rules boundaries. You know, Saturn was the final planet that the ancient astrologers could see visibly, you know, without, um, without a telescope. There were no telescopes, you know, in, in, the, in the ancient times. So this is the boundary of, of what they, of the known universe. So it's, it's come to be associated with that. So people who are outcasts or people who are outsiders or boundaries, you know, who's in, who's out, or, you know, like you could say the haves and the have nots, you know, so there, there are those, those qualities that these are things that are coming up into um, outsiders, you know, who, and, and in Aquarius, outsiders could be, you know, ETs. <laughs> So, you know, we talked about that earlier, um, especially with the eclipse in uh, conjunct the galactic center last month in uh, the solar eclipse. Who's to say? <laughs> Believe me, stuff is coming. Um, but, uh, you know, I would say too, it's Saturn and it's a push-pull conflict with Uranus. It's like, well, how much are we going to hang on to the past? Like, you know, there's good things about the past. You know, there are known things that, that work for us. And then there are things that are in our way. So there's this um, feeling of, you know, do we, uh, people who want to stay stuck in the past, who don't want to change, who, you know, the old ways are the good ways. And why should we, you know, think any other way? And that's kind of conflicting. Um, you know, there's this feeling of like, oh, the good old days, you know, the and uh, so, you know, keeping on hanging on to the way things were and keep and which would mean keeping you know yourself in a certain place and keeping others in a certain place and so you know not healthy um and then uranus what's uranus the rebel the revolutionary the one who wants change and dynamic change and i want it now and let's be idealistic let's you know there's a utopian society for everybody if we all just work together you know, this is the Uranian energy. It's coming from the future. It's, it's like I said about ETs, you know, Uranus rules aliens and ETs. So, you know, you could see this kind of clash between, um, you know, knowledge and wisdom that is, um, you, know, uh, you know, revolutionary thinking versus, you know, the status quo. So there, um, you know, and so I would say too with, um, New, Uranus is also about discovery, you know, the unknown and discovery. And so it's, do, you know, it's about managing that. So Saturn squaring Uranus can really be, you know, if Saturn is that wise elder, it's like saying, okay, great. You want a visionary society? Great. Well, let's, let's be wise about it. Let's make some good choices that will last and lasting that when the changes occur, they won't fall down. They'll be rooted in, in a solid foundation. You know, so that that would be a good use of Saturn energy. Like, like, don't check your wisdom at the door. Don't be reckless and go, oh, you know, whatever, whatever, or you know, it's all this 
it can be so head trippy, wonderful utopia that we forget, uh, you know, we got bills to pay. So it, it's, it's about managing that wisely. It's not about shutting down, you're honest, like we all have to grow and evolve and change, but we wanna be sensible about it and we wanna make sure that those changes will, will last, you know, will, will last as long as they need to, you know, that are rooted in reality, we, we could say. Um, you know, in, um, yeah, and Saturn's also about discipline and focus and hard work and effort. So, um, you know, using um, our discipline and focus and hard work and, and uh, hard work ethic and staying, staying the course and staying stable, you know, that you, you can achieve um, these things. So anyway, um, I'm thinking of like, um, you know, Saturn being like a, you know, an elder, like a shaman or a medicine woman or man and, um, you know, it, ushering in and assisting in enlightenment. And so it's, it's a place where we find uh, grounding and, and we take responsibility. You know, like, I, I'm just hearing, take responsibility for the revolution. You know, don't be reckless about it. Uh, take it seriously. And, uh, but don't be so serious that, you know, you drag everything down. Um, so anyway, there, I'm thinking about, um, you know, in, in history, you know, when was uh, Saturn, Saturn Uranus, um, one of the things I looked up was um, there's, well, there's, there's also this, you know, with Saturn ruling boundaries, there's also like a, with Uranus squaring it, it's about this, you know, these, these are the times during the year, February, June, December, where there's this disregard for boundaries, that's when it's really going to be loudest. And it's like, well, those boundaries, it's good to have boundaries, but not those boundaries. Those are like toxic boundaries. You know, let, let's put in something that's more profoundly rooted in compassion, I would say, considering what we've been through. It's, you know, Jupiter, Saturn, and in uh, Pluto and Capricorn, that was all about eliminating toxic boundaries and reinventing ourselves newly with compassionate boundaries that really take into consideration our feelings and our authenticity, you know, building a society that's, that's based on that. Um, but I have to say, it's interesting. One of the things I came across was in um, the, uh, when Saturn was exactly, uh, and Saturn and Uranus were in um, Aquarius and Taurus in this one year, in, in the year 1522, Anne Boleyn, Henry VIII's famous wife, the one that got her head cut off, you know, the first of the six wives, she was the second one, and that was the one that started the Protestant Reformation. Uh, that's when she made her debut in the English court was when Saturn and Uranus were exactly, um, you know, in that, I mean, it, I looked it up, it was an exact square, 27 degrees, right? And so, of course, he had the roving eye, that Henry, and what did he do? You know, he couldn't get an heir, a male heir out of Catherine of Aragon, his first wife. And he wanted, he was, you know, he had the hots for Anne and, you know, there it was, ended up, um, you know, divorcing and starting the Church of England. I'm not going to put up with the Vatican. I'm going to be my own church. And there it is, right? The complete disregard for the status quo and the boundaries in, in something shocking and revolutionary. You're on a Saturn square, you know, I don't, and uh, I don't want to be held back by that. I'm going to make my own rules and my own boundaries because I said so, because I'm the king, you know. And so, of course, that didn't work out too well, right? She ends up getting her head cut off, right? Well, Uranus and Taurus, right? There it is, decapitation, the neck. Taurus rules the neck, 
it's amazing, isn't it? How astrology can just point us to, to all these things. By the way, Richard Tarnas's book, T-A-R-N-A-S, A Cosmos and Psyche, if you haven't read it, brilliant to see astrology through, um, you know, history through the eyes of astrology. And you can really get a deeper cut. And maybe, you know, one day in the future, I, my, my fervent desire is to have this taught everywhere like it used to be in the old, old, old days. Uh, so um, that would be a good use of Saturn, you're on a square. Bring back this ancient astrology. This is a, this is like, this is our time, you know, especially this year. It would be very juicy to study that. Um, I'm doing it now and I'm, I'm so glad I made that. I resisted it for a long time, but um, you're honest, very strong, my chart. Shh, don't tell anyone. Uh, so, um, but I finally got off it and I'm really glad. So um, yeah, this is gonna be a really interesting year for astrology with um, mentoring and teaching and learning and uh, for all of us. So um, anyway, so yeah, I just thought that was interesting about um, Anne Boleyn because, you know, talk about a disregard for boundaries and then all the revolution that it caused, right? The whole split from the Catholic church. And then, you know, him getting so, um, you know, it becoming so polarized and then he became tyrannical and his desire for freedom, he ends up being a tyrant that killed his wife. And then all these women after him, right? He had all this five, she was the second of six wives and all the other wives, except I think the very last one, her, I think he died before the last one that he was trying to, you know, off with her head, but several casualties there. Anyway, um, so that's what can happen when you get too crazy, right? The Saturn, you're on a square. Uh, I will say that, um, you know, the Saturn, you're on a square, what we might see in the collective too, is not just this, uh, you know, the push me, pull you of the people who want to move forward versus staying back, which is very normal. If you look at anything throughout history, there's always that, I'm thinking too in the art movement of when um, the modern art movement in the uh, late 19th century, you know, Monet came along and Van Gogh and, and all of these um, people, Edward Manet, the Impressionism, you know, Impressionism was such a radical thing. Um, I think to this day, they don't even allow Impressionist paintings in the Louvre because the, the you know, again, this, that Saturn status quo, it's like, oh, we don't consider that art. So they actually had to create a whole separate um, what is that, the Musée d'Orsay? Any French people out there, back me up. Um, I think it's the, Mude, the Musée d'Orsay in, in Paris. That was how it houses all the, um, the uh, because the Louvre won't, you know, the um, Impressionist art. So um, where was I going with that? Anyway, uh, yeah, the, um, oh yes, the, there's always this pushback. So if you study art history, you, you, you might remember that um, you know, at the end of that 19th century, early 20th century, it was this, it was called the Salon, the Salon movement, and everything was painted just beautiful, you know, representational, everything in, in harmony and balance, kind of like an, in the Art Nouveau kind of vein of things, and, uh, you know, very much um, this beautiful rendered uh, representation of reality, which, of course, was um, this kind of pushback from where the art movement was going. It was more and more breaking up and being more and more abstract. So you can see the, the clashes. So it's very normal throughout history to have that kind of clash before any big movement or as a big movement happens is, is natural. It's like law of physics, you know, you're always gonna have that kind of blowback. So that's what we're kind of in a tussle with this year. 
Um, there could also be earth changes too, because Uranus and Taurus, as I've shared many times in the last couple, two and a half years since it's been in Taurus, um, you know, Uranus is sudden changes and Taurus is the earth. So Saturn squaring that in, in the sign um, that is, you know, that can be that very jolting sudden movement. Yeah, we could be seeing more earthquakes and volcanic eruptions uh, for sure. So uh, we might get more seismic activity, um, you know, depending on, you know, what country you're looking at or, or, um, or place, you know, it, it's very, you know, it, it's certainly um, not a literal earthquake, literal earthquakes and figuratively too. So like we wanna look again now in our own lives, you know, what earthquakes in our lives are ready to happen. With Saturn squaring Uranus, you know, where do we desire to be free and where are we hanging on to old past notions and where are we, you know, we need to check ourselves. Are we looking, are we getting caught up in herd mentality? You know, like oh, I'm afraid to speak up because I need to go along with the crowd. You know, that would be a, like a low level of, of engagement. Um, so we really want to be honest and, and look and see, you know, is that, is that kind of dynamic going on for us? Um, and where in your chart is this occurring? Where is the, where are these early degrees of Aquarius? And where's Aquarius in your chart? Where's, where's Saturn moving through your chart? Um, you know, like if it's in the, if Saturn is in your fifth house, you might be having challenges in romance or love affairs or children or pregnancies and, and Uranus squaring, you know, where's Uranus in your, in Taurus in your house? Is it, you know, which house is, is it causing upheaval? Um, and new new values to be examined and to um, let go of stuck old beliefs. So these where these are engaging in your chart, the area are the areas of your life that are going to be undergoing this um, you know dr these dramatic changes. You could say seismic effects. <laughs> so um, one thing I will say, uh, jumping back, really interestingly enough, um, the royal family. This is I know I've mentioned it before, but we ain't seen the last of it, you know, the Harry and Meghan, you know, leaving, you know, that was done right after the eclipse a year ago. Remember how that was such a big stir. We kind of forget it all because COVID, you know, dominated everything a week or so later, but um, part of that Saturn-Pluto conjunction, and they were like, you know, checking out Sayonara. But I find it really fascinating because, um, the royal family will be definitely by around May. We're going to have um, Saturn squaring Uranus, um, it, not by degree, but it's going to start happening at end of March into April 8th. Saturn's going to be at that 11 degree point. Now I'm saying 11 degrees because remember Smyrna from Serbia? I have to have her back. She was brilliant. She did this thing that I never, it's how I met her. I read an article in the Mountain Astrologer that she published and it was on how she discovered that the 11 degrees of, of the fixed axis, so Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, Aquarius, uh, but especially Taurus, Scorpio, when the, um, Uranus, I mean, sorry, the 11 degree uh, point of Taurus and Scorpio uh, figures very largely in the karma of the royal family. And, um, and so, uh, you know, here it is again, here's Uranus at the 11th, you know, which is upheaval, right? At the 11 degrees of Taurus. So when it was, when Uranus was in Taurus in the 1930s, of course we had Edward VIII, you know, married Wallace Warfield Simpson, right? Remember that? And um, 
and then they were what happened they became exiled right they they he he gave up the throne and and they were so well actually he started he actually came out in support of adolf hitler he made a, a and he had photo ops with him as they were rising to power not cool right so what do they do like, we got to get rid of this guy so they sent him to bermuda you be governor of bermuda he'll stick him in the western hemisphere out of sight um, and but he was at, like basically exiled. He was also cut off. I'm watching The Crown on Netflix, and it's it's really good. Um, and there was these you know scenes where Edward was um, you know Queen Mary cut him off of his allowance, right? Um, but they got fed up with him, and they they just cut him out. So he was had to you know create other forms of you know income, and he would they had these. Um, magazine they showed a scene where some magazine I don't it was like Vogue or somebody interviewing them in their beautiful townhouse in in Paris in the Bois de Boulogne and um and he was you know they were getting large sums of money to to be photographed you know so um there it is you know the exiled the exiled tribe <laughs> the exiled family uh but now here we have it again and um and then Uranus it wasn't at the 11 degrees but you know you think about I, th I just thought it was fascinating that Henry VIII, who had red hair, and Anne Boleyn, which is who was a very spirited outsider, brunette, outspoken, um, you know, and then comes and they they toss up the whole royal family, uh, House of England, you know, paradigm thing, uh, Church of England, and so here is um, here's Meghan, you know, American outsider. Um, you know, brunette, outspoken, you know, her own woman, you know, she's her, she's her own person. And yeah, and coming along and, and they're getting married at, um, in May of 2018, just when Uranus entered Taurus. Uh, I knew, you know, their whole marriage is about just being themselves and being their authentic selves outside of the constrictions of this very, very constrictive family situation. So this is gonna be playing out for them uh, big time. Um, watch May, you know, especially uh, Uranus is going to be at that 11 degrees on May 6th to the 22nd, roughly, depending on the time zone, May 6th, 7th, uh, 22nd, 23rd. Uh, so that will bode, uh, that will be very interesting. And, um, and then November, the eclipse, the lunar eclipse in November, November 19th, we're going to have a lunar eclipse. It's going to be in Taurus, 27 degrees of Taurus. Um, that's going to be the first little blip into the Taurus-Scorpio eclipse axis, which is going to start happening now, I have to say, a year from now. Um, but um, it, it'll go back into G Gemini and Sag, and then in 2022, we'll start having our Taurus-Scorpio um, eclipses. But that one little peaky eclipse on November 19th in Taurus um, is conjunct this uh, Algol, which is considered a very intense classically considered an unfortunate star, a fixed star, 26 Taurus. Well, um, Diana, Prince William, um, Harry and Meghan, they, they have all they all have um, degrees in, in various charts in, in their charts at 11 degrees of Taurus and also with Algol. So um, Algol it can be associated with um, the endings of things. It can be associated with violence. I mean, obviously, you know, what did, um, or just having to witness these things like destructive things. And obviously at a, such a young age, the boys lost their mother, you know, Princess Diana dying in the car accident. So, um, you know, you can see it's very prominent in their chart, but 
this lunar eclipse is going to be, um, you know, activating some things. And I would say perhaps that, um, you know, there might be some further severance of, um, of Harry and Meghan. I think they've done really well for themselves and, um, you know, standing up to to that old toxic family karma energy, which was the Capricorn Cancer Cap Eclipse cycle. And now they've they've taken those lessons and they've moved forward. Now they're on Spotify. I just got this notice that they had this podcast. They, they're now doing a podcast and they're interviewing all these cool visionary people. Um, so that's, that's amazing use of their time and talent. And we might be seeing, I don't know, maybe, you know, Queen Elizabeth's really old. So she might, who knows if she would pass and, um, you know, either Charles or William would take the throne, but there's definitely going to be some kind of, you know, because there's always been a kind of royal crisis, you know, Edward VIII, same thing, 11 degrees Taurus, abdication, this and that, shaking up. So that should be interesting to, to watch. Um, and it's interesting how that karmic thread runs throughout history with um, all of the, with the royal family. So anyway, um, so if you, any of you royal family watchers, just, you know, ear, ears on alert. Um, and then in, uh, by the way, then uh, June 14th, like I said, December 24th, Saturn will square Uranus again. And this time on that, that'll be around Christmas Eve, Saturn and Uranus will be in the exact 11 degree square. So whatever might happen or open up in May, there'll be some kind of repeat of those themes or some uh, working out or a closure um, of some sort or um, some action that has to be taken by the end of the year. So anyway, just thought I'd mention that. Um, but anyway, what about our own transformation? You know, we have Saturn retrograde June 14th. Um, interesting, I know that's Donald Trump's birthday. I don't know, I just remembered that. And he has Uranus conjunct the sun. So that might be uh, where um, he has to face a lot of responsibilities around, you know, there's many, many lawsuits um, that he'll have to deal with you know, and criminal charges and criminal investigations that have been ongoing for many years. But of course, being in office, he had, uh, I want to say, diplomatic immunity. Well, of course, now that's all gone. And so there may be this, um, you know, there's obviously a reckoning there for him that, and it's a very serious and sobering thing, you know, where the law is cracking down on him. So, uh, you know, that's that for him, but then what about us? You know, how do we use that energy? Well, Saturn retrograde is, is always a period of where we're checking our progress with, you know, how are we setting healthy boundaries? Are these boundaries polarizing us or are they uniting us? You know, so that's the kind of question we'll be asking over the summer with the Saturn retrograde. And when it squares Uranus, it'll give us an opportunity to revise and uh, reflect on the, um, how's our foundation laying you know are we in the do we have to adjust things do we have to revise where our foundations are in our forward progress uh, what needs to change what needs to shift so that we can build you know again saturn always about that lasting legacy so um let's see so um, june i'm sorry december 24th the final one and um you know like i said 11 degrees so we have a few opportunities here, you know, where, where it's exactly squaring, where things might, we might feel conflicted. Um, that, that certainly with Uranus and Taurus, you know, the need to be free and, you know, 
Venus ruling that Uranus transit, you know, Venus rules Taurus. So, you know, it, it has to do with our connections with others. Uh, Uranus rules the internet. So obviously, you know, everybody went on Zoom, the pandemic. Um, and so, you know, Saturn squaring that might be just another sobering level of reality that we have to deal with um, regarding that and patience, you know, like patience as we do our diligence to be safe and healthy and to not get sick with the pandemic and to uh, be wise, you know, and manage ourselves, you know, we might have to just tough it out a little longer. I think definitely we don't want to put any um, spin on this. We just have to just keep on keeping on, you know, with our hand washing and mask wearing and social distancing and to just stay the course, you know, stay the course. So um, let's see, I think too, we might see, um, it certainly, and I want to say, especially this month, as we get to that Jupiter Uranus square and Saturn Uranus square in January and February, um, the, um, you know, Venus, I think about food and in Taurus, you know, and, and our, um, our value systems around food and, and developing innovative ways of farming. And, you know, I remember how I had on, um, Shire, my, my dear friend Shire McGuire, towersforchange.org. If you're not familiar with it, definitely go to that website. Um, you know, she's, she's so Uranus and Taurus, like she's the, she doesn't know that, but <laughs> I had to tell her it's cool. She loves astrology. Um, but she's, um, you know, her, the work she's doing, for example, many, many wonderful, good people like Shire that are creating um, positive change for good and towers for change, the tower garden, wonderful hydroponic um, aquaponic, I think it's technically wonderful. I have one in my house. I've had it for years. It's, um, you can grow your food with, you know, 5% of the water that you would uh, take in a normal soil garden. So it's a wonderful tool to have. Um, they have now apartment size ones, people in small spaces, you can put it indoors, outdoors, grow lights. It's just very forward thinking. And so that's going to be, this is going to be a good year for, um, you know, delving in and, you know, breakthroughs in your own life in, in working with these revolutionary tools um, and also with the, the collective, you know, for us to embrace this more as a society. Uh, so, um, yeah, so that would be great. And, and the vegan movement, you know, we, when Uranus was at Taurus at six degrees last year, we had a lot of young indigo activists that were, I remember they were chaining themselves together in the factory farms. So I think that's going to come up again. There's been a lot of great movement around um, more people embracing healthy foods and, and uh, compassion, you know, compassion for looking at the value system as, oh, well, this might taste really good, this bacon cheeseburger, but, you know, an animal suffered for that. So, um, wow, you know, let's, let's rethink this, you know, and like, what would it be like if we had all of everybody consume food that was cruelty free, you know, so these are the new Aquarian kind of concepts that are being embraced by more and more people, uh, not to be preachy here, because, you know, again, I don't want to, you know, sound like a you know, when, when to, it's not about being preachy, but it's about opening and embracing and reaching across the table and being um, compassionate and enthusiastic about sharing these, you know, trying on these new ideas, trying these on for size and, 
not being afraid to change, you know, and getting out of our comfort zone and uh, reevaluating what's important to us, especially with, you know, our food supply. It's definitely going to be one area that will really shine. So um, let's see. I think, too, with um, in um, March, March 18th, we have Mars is going to make uh, activate the lunar eclipse that we just had in November. It was a north node lunar eclipse. So Mars <clears throat> activating that conjunct is going to be um, action being uh, movement, forward movement. Uh, lunar can be the home and the family and um, also matters of the home. So maybe there, hopefully there'd be a breakthrough around like, you know, with every, the, the, the eviction moratorium that's been placed on, on so many people. There may be, I think that one runs out in March. So it's interesting because that's when the Mars conjunction. So hopefully there'll be some kind of breakdown. There's always a breakdown, an eclipse, breakdown, breakthrough. So hopefully we'll get some kind of um, breakthrough, you know, in, in dealing with that. Uh, April 13th, Mars will oppose uh, the, the, the solar eclipse that just happened um, in December, which was at 23 degrees of Sag. So if you have a sun there or a plan, any planets at 23 degrees of Sag, look in your chart. Uh, Mars is going to be, you know, again, uh, it's going to be in opposition. So it's going to be asking, you know, us to integrate, especially with ideas and beliefs, I would say, because Mars and Gemini facing off with you know new ideas and moving forward and making our way in the world with new sets of um, ideas and ways of connecting and letting go of old ways so um you know there's that that's april 13th yay um i think that's about all i want to say for today um i think too uh, we might see too the um i remember in the usa chart with mars um, in Gemini in, um, in April, it's going to be, um, no, sorry, at that degree in March, we could see some kind of breakthrough around in the USA around uh, the workplace. Um, certainly um, in, um, I'm thinking about AI and AI jobs, uh, retailing, you know, connecting, how we connect with each other in the, in the marketplace, you know, is it going to be more online purchases um, or, you know, how can we work with, you know, re I think of restaurants and places of um, where people eat and work, uh, workers, you know, um, innovation, you know, what kind of innovation will, will be available to us. So, um, yeah, because it, that eclipse in November was um, it, it was conjunct um, the Uranus in the U.S. <clears throat> the USA chart. So robotics in the workforce, you know, and and how much of a thing is is too good a thing? I know the other day there was a, you know, Boston Dynamics. They make those robots, the robot dogs. Well, now they have these. They've had robot real size robots that could walk through an office door. I saw that a couple of years ago. I saw it on on um, in the news. Now they showed them dancing. They were like, you know, doing like, get down, get down. And they were like doing this whole, there's a whole bunch of them dancing. So I guess they're just trying to get people to not be afraid of them. But I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just, <laughs> I still feel a little weirded out by the, all that stuff. Um, so anyway, but there could be some uh, opening or movement forward in those areas of robotics in the workplace, retailing, um, contracts and connections with others, neighbors, 
you know, again, this is when, when uh, eclipses activate, when, when Mars um, comes along at that degree and sign. So it, it's coming, as we have shared before. So it's coming. Uh, let's see. Um, anything else I want to say? No, I think we're good. Oh, Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin. Who knows? Um, that could really um, take a, a, a quite a... Um, you know, with Uranus, it's very unpredictable uh, that a roller coaster of a, you know, digital currency um, shifting to uh, a digital or more of a digital currency. Um, I, I Several months ago, I noticed in, um, it was in Whole Foods, I saw a sign saying, oh, and I've seen them in many different uh, supermarkets. It just said, oh, we have a coin shortage due to the nationwide coin shortage. Uh, will you please, I guess, you know, pay exact dollar amounts or coins or whatever. So um, I'm thinking, wow, you know, what, why are they, what's the coin shortage all about? All of a sudden there's the coin shortage. I have no idea why, but I immediately thought, oh yeah, there it is. And sometimes you see eclipses happening, the, the issues coming up months before, and it was in the fall and, you know, that eclipse was on November 30th. So there it was. I'm like, oh, there it is, you know, eight degrees, eight degrees Gemini, you could be getting digital currency in buying and selling. Um, so anyway, just wanted to bring that up. I think that's all for now. Um, I hope that was useful for, for you guys. Um, I know that we'll, we'll, there'll be plenty more to share. Um, you know, we got eclipses coming up and, um, you know, the, we have a solar eclipse in May, right around Memorial Day weekend and five degrees of Sag, a south node lunar eclipse. So um, then we, um, the ruler of that is Jupiter. And so there, you know, lunar eclipses about endings. It could be with family, with mothers, home, home life, um, closing the door in the past, on maybe on past routines, um, routine beliefs. <laughs> uh, June 10th is a, a solar eclipse on the North Node, and that's going to be at 19 degrees of Gemini. So again, if you have any planets, the Sun, Moon, or any planets at that point, you'll have an eclipse on that. And um, then later in the year, of course, six months later, we have our lunar eclipse, uh, when I mentioned earlier, Taurus, that's on November 19th. And then uh, December 4th, we'll have our final eclipse of the year. That'll be a to total solar eclipse. So a total solar eclipse is the really cool one that you see where it's like completely, there's no ring around. It's like, you could barely see it. It's called like the diamond ring that you just see that little spark of light on one side. So the total solar is, very, very, has more potency, has more like high octane. So that's a total new moon on major steroids. <laughs> and that's at 12 degrees of Sag, December 4th. So if you have a, a planets in that point, you know, that's where transformation about your belief systems, um, letting go and a, a loss or decay of old belief systems uh, would be one area which would be, you know, coming up. So, um, okay, that's all for now. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful new year full of blessings um, and the very, very finest, uh, most um, wonderful, heartfelt experiences, um, knowing that we're all here for each other. I'm certainly here for you. Anything, just shoot me an email, Irliana at Star Sound Astrology. You can like, share, and subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. It's Thank you for sharing these videos, um, liking them. It's um, it's all wonderful, and so my um, I'm just very grateful to be here to assist everybody and 
sending you lots and lots of light and positivity and encouragement for the year ahead. Um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be um, it's going to be a very dynamic year, and I feel like you know we have more agency now than ever, more awareness to make the right choices. Consciousness has risen, risen very dramatically, and we keep on making the highest choices, and we're going to see like stellar results. So. Thank you. Thank you all for making those stellar results in advance. <laughs> hint, hint, make stellar results <laughs> go for them. Um, so anyway, that's all for now. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Astrology, Star Sound Speaks. Thank you all for listening. Namaste. Namaste.